0: Hello Gators. We welcome you today in the precious name of Jesus. We want to thank God for your participation in this broadcast and uh, we simply want to encourage you to take a listen and uh, we will give you scriptures that uh, you can go and peruse at your own pleasure. And I find that There are certain things that we have been talking about, especially the things as getting ready as we walk towards uh, Passover. And uh, maybe if we have time, we will go in a little bit again on uh, Passover and what is required. And the way I see how this Passover is going to be different from... The others that you, we have had. I know traditionally it was called um, Easter, but I prefer and I believe that is the authentic word, Passover. Because uh, we know scripturally from uh, Exodus 12 that uh, the children of Israel had to observe Passover so that they could put away their bondage, and then begin to journey into their new, into their tomorrow. And so, but uh, tonight we want to speak on another uh, subject uh, that uh, we have termed the standard that God has set. And that standard cannot be violated any longer. The word I think has been very clear that in times past, God winked at some of our foolishness. But I do believe the time has come that God wants to reign in his church, he wants to reign in his body, and overall he wants to reign in the sons that uh, must represent their father. And the accuracy of our representation has got to be checked again and again and again. I think we have been uh, running on uh, old oil, uh, old anointings, and I do believe that uh, things are gonna dramatically change for those that have been listening to us and hearing what uh, we are saying, because I do believe that most of it has been prophetic, if not, charting the way forward and uh, looking at what is coming up ahead of us. And if we are to believe that at Passover, the things of yesterday were left in yesterday and the things that lay ahead were then being expected to begin to bring that which God has been saying and that which God has been that, uh, uh, you know, the, the things of God are always unfolding on a daily basis, and uh, it is only those that have an ear to hear, those that have a heart for God, even though we have not been physically together for a long, long time, it should be that uh, we have been sharpened and busy sharpening ourselves that at this time, when we do come together again, we're not going to be uh, overcome by slumber, that we are going to be wide awake, that uh, as we come together as a collective, that our worship is going to be on another level altogether. I'm not talking about the volume of worship, I'm talking about the sincerity of worship, the deep worship, the worship that is said uh, Uh, deep calls unto deep. It is uh, digging deep into God. It is uh, that cry that the children of Israel began to utter when the time came that they could no longer bear the burden. Remember it took them many, many years to be released of that. And I dare say there were times when uh, they must have cried in bitterness. But there were some of those that that, uh, understood the times, understood the seasons of God, and began to pray in accordance with that reality of, God, it is now time. We are ready to be delivered. Because sometimes we would pray to God, but uh, we are praying and just uttering words. But when the time comes, when I pour out my heart to God, when the sincerity of my heart is felt even in the words that I speak, then God is able to hear the sincere cry of the heart of a man. Um, Man I'm talking about here as in a genderless human being. Um, Because... uh, it is uh, gender must let's reserve gender for another t- uh, time for other subjects but when it comes to the things of god there is neither male nor female there is no slave there is no free all have carry the dna of god because there is a standard that god has set and uh, you know i uh, enjoy some of the writings of uh, that are so pointed in the things that uh, we are grappling with. Because uh, some uh, do believe that uh, the Israel has now been uh, overtaken by the church of Jesus Christ. That uh, they have become the Israel of God, the Prince of God, the Prince of God. That might be true, but I don't believe that we can overtake the one that God has said, "This is uh, my son, in whom I am well pleased," for he came out of that tribe; he was of the seed of uh, David. And so I don't believe uh, Paul he cries for them in uh, in the book of Romans. He spends. Uh, uh, huge amount of time arguing for their case that God will not throw them away. In fact, he will go so far and say, we must not boast against um, the the tree that uh, bears us because we are just merely the branches. And so I argue for their case but Paul also says in Romans chapter 10 that uh, they are sincere in the things that, that they are doing. Only the reality is their sincerity is misplaced because they have not placed God. They have not accepted Jesus as their personal savior. I tell you, that's our only difference between you and I. You as as the son of God through Jesus Christ and them who are still hanging on to the law and have not come to salvation, have not come to their Messiah. They speak much about the Messiah. They stand in expectation of their Messiah. And in their uh, arrogance... They have uh, dug up their own wells. They've created their own messiahs. And so it is also the church of Jesus Christ. They also uh, have uh, begun to drift and form their own religion, even if they might call it uh, the church of, of the risen savior. They might call it the church of the Nazarene. But uh, if you look at their doctrine, it is far removed from Jesus Christ, who is the Nazarene. And so we need to be careful uh, that uh, we do not violate the standard of God that he has set. There is a standard that God has uh, set. And for those that, uh, you know, there is what I'd like to call a predetermined position that God has created and he has placed it as the law through which man uh, must come. One of those standards is uh, that uh, no man shall come to the Father except uh, through Jesus Christ. And so you can work all you want to try and please God. And, uh, but uh, uh, James says, if you pray and you pray amiss, God has got no obligation to hear your prayer. And um, there's just so many things that uh, if we do anything to violate the will of God, God is not interested. You'll remember. Uh, Saul, uh, the uh, King Saul, when uh, he decided not to wait for Samuel to come and do the priestly uh, administration of the gifts, and he decided that uh, he's going to do things himself. And, uh, and they, he was met with deep resistance from, uh, from Samuel. In fact, am I mixing it? In fact, he had to, uh, when he found himself in deeper trouble, he had to go to a seer, he had to go to a psychic and say, you know, I am in deep trouble. Please call up uh, Samuel so that he can speak on, me, on my behalf to God. And, uh, and Samuel had to rise from the dead I mean, it is an intricate thing how the dead will rise up and speak. But it was, uh, it is a lesson for us that the dead cannot do nothing. Even if Samuel was the anointed of God, but if you do things to violate that, you can even call the dead and say they must come and speak on your behalf. I tell you what, you will get absolutely nothing out of them. And so there is a standard that God has set, and that standard is found in Jesus Christ. And I'd just like to, let's maybe read, I was going to read um, from Acts, but let's just go to Romans chapter 10 again, just to highlight some of the things that uh, I, I am terming today as a standard that God has set. And each and every one of us to find hope in a time when it is desperately trying times that we are finding ourselves in, that we need to learn how to come to the standard of God, to the predetermined position that God has taken, that I will hear nothing from you except you come through the right channels. Oh man, you can say, well, what what about those uh, that uh, cannot pray? I mean, they have their own set of rules that God has set. Those that uh, 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 Paul, I mean, you can go and read uh, uh, Romans from chapter 5 uh, uh, right up to 10 that I'm, uh, I'll be able to speak on at this juncture. You can go and read the, uh, 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 Paul said, those that have lived by the law, that only knew the law, their judgment will be according to the law. But uh, there is now the judgment that is being visited on the church because there are the two standards that God set. That was a standard of the law that was found in Moses. There was a standard that was found in Adam, which was uh, of the human race that was the natural man. That standard needs to be judged on because God cannot judge anything that he has not preset. The 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 standard by which judgment needs to be meted out, and uh, to the spirit man there is the man Jesus Christ. He is our standard. That our spiritual understanding has got to be judged according to the standard that is vested in Jesus Christ. So we need to carefully look at the word of God, revisit once again some of the things that we have known, but did not see them as a standard that God has set. One of those standards, as I say, uh, let's just get through uh, uh, Romans chapter 10 verses 1, uh, 1, to, 1 to 6. It says, uh, brother's My heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. You see? And then, okay, let me continue. For I bear them record that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge, not according to the standard that God has set. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going apart to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves to the righteousness of God. For Christ, verse verse 4, for Christ is the end, or he is a design, or he is a standard of the law for righteousness to everyone that believes. We have to, you can only come to experience the saving grace of our Lord Jesus Christ when you come through him. Because uh, the, the, let's uh, maybe just, let me just carry on with the word. <clears throat> I'm just going to skip about some of the things and then come to the standard or, or that which I believe is a standard. Verse 9. That if you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and shall not, and shall believe—sorry, let me read it again—that if you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and you shall believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you uh, you shall be saved. That is the standard. If you will confess with your mouth and believe with your heart, salvation will come to you. Uh, Salvation, I'm not talking about uh, being parceled off and ready for heaven. It is the salvation that brings you to a position to be reconciled back to God again. That the communication channels can be opened again. That we can come to God face to face. And be unafraid because in Jesus Christ our sins will be washed away by his precious blood that was shed on Calvary's cross. His Body was broken so that we can be mended, so that we can uh, come together into oneness in Jesus Christ. That is the standard by which salvation will come. It is a belief in the Lord Jesus Christ. It is a uh, 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 confessing with your mouth that actually it is not just it. It's not about parroting that. It is about, I'm, I'm talking about to you that already know the Lord. It is no longer about, well, uh, I just confess with, uh, with my mouth uh, and I will just believe with my heart. Then I know that uh, salvation is mine. It is about uh, the confession that you and I will continuously make. Uh, and in the making of that confession, surely... Faith must be established must be established, must become the standard. It must become uh, uh, the, the perimeter from uh, within. Uh, we know our tramlines, the way we should be walking, uh, our ways, our behavior needs then to be checked uh, by the understanding that Jesus Christ is Lord over my life. When I say Lord, I mean that he now rules and reigns over my life and everything that I will do and say my conduct needs to become in oneness with his conduct with his speech with his behavior now don't run to the temple now and go and say well I'll start whipping a few people that's not your prerogative because the whooping of the people, it is another thing altogether that you will have to read up on that. Why he had to do that? Why, what was it important? What, what was he bringing in? What things that he said when he walked out of there? Yes, he said, uh, this house shall be called a house of prayer. And yet it will be a few days later when he, he will say this thing here. Not one stone will be left on top of it on top of each other very shortly. So what was he setting as a standard in so doing? But let's move on. That's for another time. Verse 10 he says for with a heart man believes unto righteousness And with a mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, whosoever believes on him shall not be ashamed. Here's another concept of of, uh, just now. It says uh, we were told that if we believe we will be saved. Now we are told if we believe we will never be made ashamed. In other words, uh, when we begin to believe in the lordship, or, uh, lordship of Jesus Christ, uh, our shame will be taken away. Uh, understanding also that uh, we will not be led astray that easily. Because now we know the standard by which judgment must come or will come. Whether it is uh, being enforced by the enemy, when uh, uh, to simply test how much of God is in you and how much is of the enemy is in you, and so the testing happens. Uh, don't uh, think uh, uh, your salvation insulates you from testing, but God takes those testing and causes you to be elevated so that your understanding of God is no longer on the elementary uh, uh, starting, but it is gradually growing and growing and growing. Because, uh, well, I mean, we can't say we are going from glory to glory if our spirit man is still infant. Maturity needs to happen. It needs to happen that uh, I know that uh, I walk in divine covenant with my heavenly father. And so things will happen, uh, but uh, by, by so happening, it does not put God at odds with his words. Let's continue. Verse 11 again. For the scripture says, whosoever believes on him shall not be ashamed. And then verse 12, very important. He says, for there is no difference between a Jew and a Greek. See, the walls have been broken. Jesus is available to all. Scripture says, whosoever will confess with their mouth and believe with their heart. Salvation will come to them. Shame will be removed from them. There's no difference between a Jew and a Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. In other words, he's generous. Rich does, uh, well, it encompasses so many things. But he's generous to those that will call upon his name. Calling upon his name doesn't mean, oh, Jesus! It really means when I call upon the name of the Lord in the time of need when I don't have time to be playing games when I know that I am desperate for you God I need things to change in my life and my heart is for you God I want to see your face I want to see you high and lifted up in every sphere of my life and I have Put everything together. I have done all that I can uh, do. And then the word is saying having done all. I need to learn how to stand. It doesn't mean I stand relaxed. It means I find the word of God. And I stand upon that word. And say God you are able to deliver me from this. And uh, I find myself, Lord, uh, I, my spirit, my soul is dry. Can I come to the watering hole uh, and find a refreshment from you, God? Send somebody my way, God, uh, that they can speak your word so that I can receive from you. God, Yes. And the word says he is rich towards those that will call upon his name. And then, continuing. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I've heard people say, well you know, they've been crying out to God and God hasn't heard. And yet I have heard numerous amount of people that say, I found myself in a desperate place. I found I have been praying to this God and praying to that God and doing these religious things, but I found no help. But one day I decided I have heard about the name of Jesus and I decided to call upon the Name of Jesus, what I have heard many times over, they say, I. Uh, if uh, there is a God out there and uh, would you come and help me? Or some, they will say, I have heard about the name of Jesus, but I have no relationship with him. But if you are out there and you are able to help me, would you show yourself? And most often, none have said Jesus never showed up. He's not only to send somebody to come and stand and walk with you. Even if you are on a way to Emmaus, going to find your own warming place, the word says Jesus himself will place himself alongside you and he will begin to unveil scriptures. And of course, he will open your understanding and then he will open your eyes that you begin to see that it is not in Emmaus but it is back in Jerusalem the place that he appointed a place that he said I shall put my name perpetually there he said the city of uh, Jerusalem is my city and uh, right now we are hearing of a new city and that city it is the church of the living God in which uh, God wants to come and habitate and inhabit inhabit our praises he wants to come into your house sir madam he wants to come and uh uh, set up his environment in your home if you will open your heart today if you will call upon the name of Jesus not only will salvation come into your house shame will be taken away and the word says he is rich upon those that will call upon or oh, he is generous upon those that will call upon his name I urge you today child of God time is running out we We're coming to the time that I do believe that at Passover, things have got to take a radical change. There is a new standard that God wants to set up in our lives, and it is up to you and I. Would you believe the word of God tonight or today? Whatever time you will hear this message, whichever day you will hear, Do not allow your desperation to take you away from God. Your desperation needs to bring you to your knees. Not because uh, you are giving up, giving up or you say, I am so broken. You must say, Lord, I am broken. Only you can put me together. There is no Humpty Dumpty and uh, all the uh, the king's men will never put you together. There is only one king. There is only Jesus Christ who can put you together. Yes, you have tried many, many things. You have bluffed your way around. You have seen some success here and there, but it is time that you came back to the standard and the standard that God has set. His predetermined position is that all needs to come to salvation. That is, pre, is uh, his uh, pre uh, set position. Uh, oh, yes, I certainly believe that the reset for the church is at hand. The reset it has already been set. It is up to you and I. Are we going to accept God and His principles and for Him to dictate everything concerning our own lives? And then, of course, if you would continue with uh, Romans chapter 10, you will come to uh, verse 14. Uh, it's, uh, so then uh, it comes, uh, the challenge comes to you and I, to those that uh, have walked uh, with, uh, with Jesus for a long, long time. Verse 14 then cautions us, it says, how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? Or how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? a preacher is not one like me standing behind a pulpit a preacher it is he who has uh, the mantle of God over their lives uh, who have accepted Jesus Christ as their personal savior whom God has baptized uh, with his Holy Spirit uh, and they know that that, uh, the Holy Spirit uh, is there to power them forth uh, to go and proclaim the good News and the proclamation of the word of God does not mean that I stand in the corners and preach even though if God has ordained you to do that you can do that but I tell you what the word of God says you will have to make sure that you hold nobody in disdain because I've been there there will come those who will provoke you. You have to be sure that God has said you must go and stand in the street and begin to preach because God will need clean hands from you and a pure heart. A pure heart will say, even in a time of deeper provocation, I will not allow myself to hinder the work of the Holy Spirit. And so I, I'm not cut out for that. And, uh, but uh, if I find myself uh, having to meet somebody's need, I mean, I was in Durban a week ago, and I met a young lady, and I had to, I had to speak to her. And you know what? When I was done with her, I couldn't even look at her. Not because I was uh, ashamed or afraid. It's just that I knew I had delivered. I had nothing else to add. I was not ashamed. I was not. I just simply delivered what I felt. I, I can't say that uh, I heard God saying, speak to her. But I just knew I had to speak to her. And so I don't discount those encounters we all need to be uh, observant, and I, I find again in uh, Acts uh, seventeen that beautiful story of uh, uh, Paul uh, going to uh, Mars Hill uh, at Pagus and uh, in his uh, uh, observing, I, you know, he says, uh, "I am when I saw how you worship." There was something about them that spoke of sincerity. You know, when you do things with a sincere heart, God is able to send help to come and extricate you from digging yourself deeper into a hole of religion. You need to know how to communicate with God without using cliches, without using words that you think you can trap the Holy Spirit. We have to know that it is only from a relationship that we can speak to God without bias, that is able to meet us at our point of need. And I just thought to myself, uh, you know, when uh, we come together or me walking in the street, is there anything that can say to a person that I'm walking past uh, that here goes a person that worships God? Is there something that God can highlight in me that somebody can uh, say or or see or perceive that this person knows his God, and thereby not uh, uh, for, for any self glorification, but so that Jesus can become available to them. Can they say, I have been studying you. I have seen how you conduct yourself. I have heard your speech. I see how you communicate with people. And from that, I perceive that God is your standard. Or you are walking towards the standard that God has set. And so it carries on, verse 15. It says, and how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah said, Lord, who has believed our report? That is the biggest thing that is hindering the church from experiencing the supernatural. It is unbelief and disobedience. We find it so difficult to obey the word of God. It is easy to say, to sing, what? Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Easy to say that. But do you believe all of the things that the Bible says? Or you believe those things that seem to be bringing things to you? Would you sing the same song? If in the rain, like it's been raining today, and God will say, I need you to take your car and drive down uh, uh, whatever street without any further uh, instructions. In the rain, God will say, drive down the certain street. Would you be obedient to do that? Or would you say, oh Lord, uh, as soon as the rain subsides. Oh, you can go when you're ready to go. But you have already disobeyed God. So, I'm urging you, as we approach, we only got two weeks before Passover, before we exercise Passover, before we partake of Passover. I am asking you to sincerely prepare your heart. And uh come to the end of your worries, go and uh, and uh, leave them in the old year. Let the old year have its own problems, and uh, you need now to begin to engage into the new year uh, that is coming. The year that is uncharted, but that is in the hand of God Almighty. He has everything in the center of his will. You are part of that which he has in the center of his will because you are part of the standard that God has set. He has placed inside of of you a standard because if he doesn't trust you, he wouldn't give you his Holy Spirit. And so if he dared to place his Holy Spirit inside, of you, it means he has enabled you, or with I say maybe he has given you grace, the power of enablement that you are able to do, the things that you said you couldn't do on your own, but by his grace, we are able to do. And so I want to emphasize once again, let's come back to the standard of God. Let's come back to sincerity. Let's come back again to worshiping God in spirit and in truth. Because the love of God, the fellowship of his Holy Spirit is what we need today more than ever before. The time is nigh that we should come to the Lordship of Jesus Christ without doubting. Passover meal, it's very clear. You've got to eat everything. Everything. The parts that you don't like. You can't go for chops only. You have to eat everything. That is the word of God. You have to believe. If you say there's some parts that you don't believe, there's some parts that belong to the Old Testament, there's some parts that, oh yeah, I can hear that one because it's going to cause me to prosper. Prosperity ain't going to come to you, baby, if you don't know how to sow. Learn how to put seed into the ground and God will prosper that. But if you turn your seed over and over again, Maybe it's safer keeping it in your pocket. Don't curse your seed. Either you're ready to part with it or you're not. So don't force it. I will never force any person to tithe in this church. Never. I might tactfully try to show you that you need to. You can't cry poverty and yet you and yet you do not tithe. It's your own doing. You're cursing yourself. Maybe that's a bit of a strong word which then might cause you to panic. I don't want you to panic. But that's scripture for you. You can eat the whole Passover lamb or you leave out parts They don't even bother to partake of that Passover lamb. Don't even bother. Because it's not going to help you one little bit. And so uh, I think I, I am going to stop right there because I do believe that uh, there's been lots that uh, we have uh, released into our consideration. I would ask you, just look at scripture. As I say, I was, I'm impressed with uh, uh, Paul's uh, thoughts as he writes the book uh, to the Romans. Uh, understanding that uh, some had seen the things concerning God. Some of them were living in Rome, but they had experience of walking with God. And, uh, but once again, I must say, when we utter those words, for in Him we live and move and have our being, it came from a heart that Paul said, I know what I'm talking about. He was speaking from experience. He was speaking from what he had seen. He was saying even the very breath that I breathe is in him. He was saying the very standard by which I bring the word, it's in him. You see, for every standard, there has to be a standard bearer. Are you a standard bearer? Or you just meander with whatever? Can you stand and say, this is in violation of my faith? Do you have a standard? Bear up your standard. And let God help us. through this difficult period. But perhaps until such time that we become adherents to the word of God, this pestilence will continue. I think the responsibility lies with the church. Is the church going to come back to its first love? To its first love. God bless you. Even as we would partake of the Lord's table. I want you to receive the Lord's table. With sincerity. If you didn't prepare, listen to me and then I need you to go and bring your emblems. Sit before God or wherever you will place God. He's right there in your heart. He's not far away. He's right there. He's right there. Read Romans. You'll find all that there. He's not far from us. He's right there. Yeah, there. Yeah. I think it's from, from verse five of Romans uh, ten. He's not somewhere there; he's right here. So position God in His rightful place, and then partake of these emblems. Say, so, Lord, I appreciate the work of Calvary, because it is through that that my cleansing is made effective. And tonight, today, even as we partake of these emblems, which speaks of his body that was broken for us. He didn't discriminate. He did it once. He done it for all. Even for those that wouldn't accept the finished work of Calvary, he done it anyway. Because his predetermined position is that all will come to salvation and then he sealed it in his blood, that that is a security of his calling over your life. God bless you as you partake of the Lord's table. Until we meet again, Live for God. Stay in prayer. If you have to fast, to do so. To discipline your body. It sleeps when we start engaging with the things of God. Need to discipline your body. And say, you will not sleep until I have heard from God. Amen. God bless you. And I pray that his love and his fellowship will be your partner through every trial and tribulation until you come out on the other side unscathed. In Jesus' name, bless you.